Encore with Claire O'Brien, arts and entertainment for the Midlands. And indeed, you are listening to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Claire O'Brien. And every Thursday night between 7 and 8 o'clock, I'm here to bring you the best of what is happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Encore at midlands103.com is the email address. And 083 30 10 103 is the Lamb Brothers Midlands 103 text line. I'm going to break with tradition a small bit and just read a text that came in at a quarter to seven because Roy, of course, would never read this himself. Um, but it is a message to say from Linda uh, that he played one of her favourite songs. Brilliant show, Roy, as always. And he always does uh, bring brilliant music on the drive, particularly in that hour between six and seven o'clock. Uh, what's happening tonight? Well, I am going to advise you if there is any way that you possibly can do tonight. It is not too late to get to Donna Theatre tonight to see Michael Murphy's play The Mysterious Case of Kitsy Rainey and I did say last week if there was anywhere I could be tonight other than here that is where I would be I have seen the previous two plays in that series they're both one man plays the first was The Man in Woman's Shoes telling the story of Pat Farnan um, a cobbler most fabulous beautiful story Uh, and really really funny and Michael of course playing all the characters the second um introduced in a real way Kitsy Rainey uh, who's another phenomenal character connected very much to Pat Farnan two older people and tonight's play is the third in that series The Mysterious Case of Kitsy Rainey I can't wait to see it wherever I get a chance to see it Um, but they are a phenomenal series of plays the first one was created as far as I recall out of a commission that Michael got to do some work for older people in Sligo once upon a time quite a number of years ago long before Covid um, and it is I mean the, the plays they will have you laughing and crying alternately uh, in the most wonderful way and without a cliche without a single cliche in place and with some really hilarious and wonderful warm and funny fabulous characters I cannot recommend Michael Murphy and that's those plays enough if you're near Port Leash tonight and if you can get to Dunhamay's Theatre and if there are tickets left um, that's what's going on elsewhere in the world tonight. Uh, tonight on the programme, however, we have a real treat for you. Well, lots of treats for you on the programme, as we always do. Aoife Banks, who's the curator at Lewin Gallery, will be joining us a little later on to talk about their new exhibition. And um, Sonia Cuddy of Speak Out Drama will be joining us. Sonia was on with us a long time ago um, when in the early days of Speak Out Drama, but she is has written and is producing a panto. And I think that is an enormous undertaking. We'll be chatting to Sonia a little later about the writing process um, and about producing a panto. Of course, it is panto and theatre season all over the place. I think Mount Malik Panto are kicking off their their Cinderella is starting tonight, I think. And after the break at a quarter past seven, there or thereabouts, I'm really looking forward to talking to somebody we haven't heard from for a little while. And that is, as I lean across to get the book for myself, uh, it is called, the the book is called The Sisterhood and it is written by Cathy Kelly. Um, and it is, it's a wonderful story in the, in the vein that Cathy does so well. Um, two, ser- two sisters who have 
appeared to her on the surface of it perfect lives and then um, a bombshell drops and at important moments in their lives and they they have to try and come to terms with all of that. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Cathy very soon on the programme. Um, I thought giving, uh, paying mind to how much you all like the music that we play on the programme that I would bring you two pieces of music tonight. I think um, we might start certainly for now with um, what I think is a is a really, really nice song. Uh, we're going to start with uh, new music from Megan O'Neill. And this is called The Hard Way. You're listening to Encore on Midlands 103. Encore. Thanks to Find Local Jobs. Take training seriously. Find great courses in your area now at findlocaljobs.ie. Midlands 103. And you're very welcome back to Encore on Midlands 103. And still to come, I'll be talking to Sonia Cuddy about writing and producing a panto. We look forward to chatting to her shortly on the programme. In the meantime, I'm joined on the line by somebody. It's a couple of years since we spoke on the programme, um, but she is a best-selling author and one of Ireland's best-loved authors. Cathy Kelly has written 22 novels and her latest is called Sisterhood. Cathy, you're very welcome to the programme. Now, have I forgotten to... Are you still there, Cathy? Yes. Excellent. Sorry, that was my mistake. Not clicking the right buttons. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that again. You're very welcome to the programme. <laughs> I, thank you so much. <laughs> I know. Taking, pushing the buttons. I, pushing I, I the did buttons. a radio show for East Coast FM many years ago and somebody had to drive my desk. I wasn't able to do it myself. There were too many buttons. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's, it's a bit like that. It's just remember to do them all at the same time uh, and at the right time and in the right order, I suppose. Um, the new book, Cathy, is called Sisterhood. And it, I just I was looking back to the to the original. I think the original is still in the bookshelf at home, woman to woman. Um, and, I, you know, woman to woman probably wouldn't be a bad title for this one either, which is an interesting thing, I think, isn't it? You know what, it really is it's sort of like a there's a, a full circle thing there. You, even though I've always tried to change and, and move uh, in the way that, that that one does as one gets older and, and writes. But um, yeah, I think I've probably always on one level written about the same thing. And this and sisterhood is about um, it's about sisters and it's about the concept of sisterhood, which is actually very strong in the 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 woman to woman novel. Mm. I remember when I started writing it, all those years, oh my God, all those years ago, um, I wanted to write a, a book that, you know, where everyone did not end up saying, I have a man, now I'm happy. Because I, I thought that is such a hackneyed thing. And, and I hated that. I didn't want the idea that people had to be saved, or women had to be saved by a man mm. and that our you know, but by, by, by love or romance, I, I couldn't bear that. So I had two women, and if anyone hasn't read Woman to Woman, I'm just going to ruin it to you, for you. Uh, and one of them ends up with a guy, which is which is nice for her, and the other one ends up uh, saying, "I really have had it with men at the moment, and I have to. At the moment, I'm looking after myself and my kids, and if a man comes along in the future, well, you know, we'll consider it because." I was working on the theory that you've got to make peace with yourself and and love yourself before you can let anyone else in. Otherwise, you end up trying to um, you end up trying to let other people fix you. I think that's what I what I what I felt. So in this particular book, you know, sisterhood, we've two very different sisters, 
and um yeah one of them one of them has has fixed herself in the sense that she's strong and and courageous and the other one is one of life's very gentle people who gets walked on really and um and that's a very interesting to write about boundaries yeah boundaries are a, a big thing for me at the moment yeah. um, I've been listening to a phenomenal podcast now that you mentioned boundaries. I don't know if you've come across it. It is called Best Friend Therapy. And it. it, Yeah. And the first episode is called Boundaries. And it features a psychotherapist called Emery Terrell, who is just fantastic. And she's fantastic as a podcaster. But the other voice is Elizabeth Day, who used to be a feature writer with The Observer. And they just are a phenomenal pair. and I'm recommending it to everybody at the moment. It is a terrific podcast. Oh, no, that's that sounds completely, yeah, best friend therapy. therapy. That sounds completely brilliant. Yeah, there you yeah. go. No. Uh, but, bound, but boundaries are massive. I mean, it, it just seemed to be, I think sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, themes come up in the book. And I don't mean to write about themes. And yet there are always themes that are that are going on in women's lives at the moment and I think yeah boundaries are certainly something you do pick up the paper and you read a lot about it and how older women we would say like myself compared to your 20 and 30 year olds I'm 57 now um, are are less good at boundaries because younger women are are being taught you know no you you say no you say no I can't do that no people take up more space whereas I feel that maybe this is just me um, there's a certain generation where we were told not to take up space and we were told to keep our voices, use our indoor voices and try and look after everyone. And that other people have boundaries and we respect other people's boundaries rather than, yeah. than having our own. I stole that line from yeah. the podcast, I'm afraid. Um, yes, the, yes, it's a wonderful line. Is there any coincidence then, you know, you said that you're 57, is there any coincidence in the fact that, that our main character here, Lou, is 50 and it's a it's a kind of a transitional moment in her life? Um, no, not really. I mean, certainly I, I've always written about people of every age. I mean, even I think in my, oh God, I don't know, in my second book or maybe in my third book, I had, I'm, I'm sitting here in, in my study and I'm looking at them in the distance with my extremely bad eyesight I'm going which one did we have the lady who was 84 but, so I've always written about people of different ages mm. um, and the, I suppose the things that change when you write is you, you've learned more as you get older but I didn't specifically write about a woman having a 50th birthday because I, I'm in my 50s it just worked really well with where she was in her life and she had a grown up daughter and she was exactly. able to set off on this on this road trip um, I think, yeah, I'm probably still 27 in, in, in my head. If yeah. not, if not, I'm not safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lou has, has lots of relationships. She is the, the central character and the other relationships that radiate around her are with her, her daughter Emily, her sister Tony, her mum, uh, who is an interesting character. Um, <laughs> and then her best friend, Mim. And all of these relationships, they... I suppose we see Lou reflected in yeah. all of these people and we see how her behaviour has changed and her her experiences in life have been, have happened because of the way she has bounced against, I suppose, some of the boundaries of some of those people and how she's interacted with other ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, her her mother obviously is, is the, the primary one and her mother is quite narcissistic and 
was an art teacher and then eventually became a, a, a sculptress, was able to dedicate herself to her art, which is this wonderful thing and this wonderful concept. And she's in her 70s and she's very glamorous and she has lots of men friends. And don't think for one second I'm in any way being censorious about this. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you know, she's, you know, wears, you know, Moscow red lipsticks and, you know, likes a glass of vino and is, is, is great fun. The problem with her is that she she sort of uses her daughter. She manipulates her daughter. She gets her to do everything. And, and that's the thing. And I think the root of, I love this, you know, the old psychological root. I think the, the root of Lou's um, issues, the fact that, that Lou lets people walk on her, which is apparent in other areas of her mm-hmm. life, like in her, her job, yeah. is because she has this relationship with her mother where her mother says, you know, Lou jump and Lou says how high. So she, even though Lou has a job and, you know, a house and a daughter and, you know, many commitments and she does charity work with her aunt, all these things going on, her mother gets Lou to clean her house. And there's nothing wrong with her mother able to clean her own house or possibly get, you know, someone else Somebody to help. Else? But no, Lou yeah. is the one who has to do it. And, you know, this is the other thing I find interesting is that her sister Tony is is not the same sort of person, and Lou is the oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how the oldest can, or even in a family, you can get people with very different relationships. I love the psychology of writing a book, Claire. Yeah. I love the getting it right. If, if you haven't got the psychology right, I think you you haven't a leg to stand on. So, so Tony's a very different person. But you know, Mim has one of Mim's. Are, are two of her big relationships. There's her daughter, who is this wonderful force for good in her life, and is this always is Emily. saying, "Oh, yeah. Emily, you need to look after yourself, and you're wonderful, and you're precious." And um, her sister is the same. And then she has this beautiful friend who is now no longer around, who understood her very well in a way that other people didn't necessarily, mm. because Lou suffers from um, anxiety and depression, and her sister who has never had anything like this, just simply can't get it, but does her best because she, she loves her. She loves Lou. But I think, you know, that's a topic that can be very hard to understand. Uh, whereas Lou's husband doesn't get it at all and doesn't really try. He just, he knows he has a lovely wife and he loves her, but she's mm. you know, particularly trying. Uh, you know, I mean, they've been married a long time. It's like, Asher, you know, it's Lou's birthday. I don't have to buy her a present because I'm desperate at buying presents. You know, <laughs> she'll help me with it, won't she? Yeah. Not enough. Just give her the responsibility of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a wonderful moment in the the book and I turned up the page when I got to it um, uh, and I don't think it's a spoiler to read okay. the end of chapter 11 where she says something lovely seemed like a gorgeous plan was it running away she didn't care she was going to start playing by new rules now if running away helped then she'd run yeah it, I think everything else she's done is always for other people mm. and for the first time she she sees that other people at her at her 50th birthday there is this big her mother has been drinking either neat gin or neat vodka something and and then gets bad news about an art prize and sort of explodes in rage and somehow a a very important secret comes out during this moment of rage Mm. and um it sets lou and tony off on, on a bit of an adventure to find out the truth of this and um 
seeing her mother destroy her birthday party, not care about it at all, seeing the people she work with not value her, which is another part of the story, seeing and then suddenly standing there and looking at her husband going, you know, you just don't have a present, do you? And it never even occurred to you. It was like suddenly, you know, that cliched thing that the scales fell from her eyes. Mm. But they did. The, the scales fall from her eyes. And she goes, you you just, you know, you could have gone into a shop and, and said to them, my wife is going to be 50. What should I buy her? She said, you didn't even do that. And at that moment, she goes, do you know what, why, why am I hanging around here? Why am I waiting for all of you people to appreciate me? I'm just going to go away and try and fix myself. And if you, you don't like that, tough, which is great. It's the fist pump moment for me. <laughs> and you know what I was going to say is that the that, that, sense of the enjoyment that you had in writing the book comes across in the writing <laughs> of it. Did you, you, did you enjoy writing it? I really did. Yeah. And it was it's slightly different. It's... um. You know, I love the slow meander. I, I'm a great mm. one to the slow meander. And, and my family tease me endlessly about when I tell stories that I go off on uh, various tangents. And, you know, chemo brain means that I, I now sometimes forget where I was, which mm. is very upsetting. But generally, uh, my mind can I can bring myself back. But with sisterhood, I, I don't know. I, I wrote slightly differently and I kept it less. Um, tangential, if that's the, the the correct way of putting it, and I, you know, it was it was great fun because it was sort of belting along. I mean, there was a lot of plot, there was a lot happening, and I loved it. I I really loved it. I think it's it's great to be able to, you know, try and do something different. You know, well, it's it's great um, with twenty two books behind you for to have to have somebody like Marion Keys say that that uh, it's your best book so far written with maturity and great compassion and I think uh, great joy. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's it's wonderful to sit down at your desk and think, you know, because I, sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but, um, I, you know, I am very hard on myself and I sit here and I go, oh, that's dreadful. Oh, God, that's awful. And I'll, you know, leave my desk and I'll go and make dinner and I'll think I'm, Really, I have to do better. Must do better, as if someone else's red pen is going across it. Um, but with this book, I I didn't feel that so much. I mean, I think you know, self doubt is a very valuable tool in any in any creative person because if you sit there thinking you're fabulous, I do think you're in trouble. You know, you have to have self doubt because it makes you go back and go back and go back. But um, with this book, I had less self doubt and. I thought, well, I, I really enjoyed it, you know, which is which is wonderful. It and is. And I, I, I do hope I, I really enjoy because I'm just getting back into writing the next book and I, I hope I, I, hope I enjoy <laughs> you it. You can hate that energy as well. Yeah. Cathy Kelly, thank you so much for talking to us on the, the, the programme this evening. Really, really do appreciate it. And uh, thank, um, thank you so much, Claire. I know, I know you were saying that you're all over the airwaves at the moment, but I think there's a, there's a listenership out there that's delighted to hear you on the airwaves all the time. Uh, so we really appreciate you talking to us uh, tonight. Thank, thank you so Take much. Care. Thank you, Claire. Take care. Thank Thanks you. so much. And the book is called Sisterhood. It is published by HarperCollins and it is available in all as they say, good bookshops. We're going to take a break. And when we come back after that break, we'll be talking to Sonia Cuddy of Speak Out Drama. Stay with us here on Encore on Midlands 103. Encore with Find Local Jobs. Find your perfect work-life balance at findlocaljobs.ie Midlands 103 
So the Studio One here in Tullamore is bursting at the seams because I am joined here by Sonia Cuddy, by Aoife Hill, by Hannah Scully and Holly Cornally. I hope I've got those names right. Um, you might start, Sonia, and tell us what in the world possessed you to decide to write a panto um, because that is what you have done and you're producing it as well. Um, it will have its opening night a month from tomorrow. Yes, what went through your mind? Um, so last year we did Aladdin and uh, it was our own take on Aladdin which was Aladdin meets Shakespeare uh, meets Star Wars. And uh, one of the girls during rehearsals la- asked me last year what are we doing next year, Sonia? And I said, can we get through this year first? But then the, the cogs started whirling and I said, do you know what? What are we doing next year? And uh, it came down to an old show that I was in about 25 years ago uh, called The Land of Make-Believe. Uh-huh. And it is the continuing story. So it's the next generation of characters from The Land of Make-Believe. You have Princess Cece and Gilbert, who are the kind of love uh, characters. You have antisocial and antiseptic who are in the room with me tonight and uh, they're Gilbert's etc. Canties. It's kind of Aladdin meets uh, Shakespeare or Aladdin meets Cinderella meets um, Ella Enchanted and a little bit of Wild Child put in there as well. Okay, so all your formative influences really what you're saying there. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, yes. And you have a cast of 73 yes. which is phenomenal. Bearing in mind that that 20 of those are under the age of six. You know, they say that you should never go on stage with uh, small children and animals and you're breaking all of those rules. The the children we get at Speak Out Drama, they're just, they're amazing. Um, And I'd I'd call myself Mammy um, to to most of them. Uh, But yeah, no, we're, we're very lucky to have the clientele that we offer and that we accept. Okay, well, we are going to talk now uh, to antisocial and antiseptic, and I'm going to put both of your mics up there. Um, and we might start with you, um, Aoife. We just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your character. And, and maybe Hannah, you might come in and, and, and tell us a little bit about yours. Um, so I'm playing antisocial. And my sister in the show then is antiseptic and she's nearly like a little old woman and she hasn't come out of the house in years. But she finally like builds up the courage to stand up for herself and to try new things that she hasn't done before. OK, she's just been saved by the fact that I couldn't get her mic to go there. Um, but we might come back to you a little bit later on. What's she like as a sister? She's very supporting to me and she tries to always push me on. Okay. to try my hardest in things that I wouldn't be comfortable in. And how do the two, the, do the two of you meet uh, through Speak Out Drama? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay. And what, the, what has that journey in Speak Out Drama been like for you? It's been very good and we've really made a good connection and now like, we're in the same secondary school and we're in the same class and we've really just bonded very well together. And now you get to be two evil sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly evil. Truly. Truly. And is it eccentric, eccentric. Okay. <laughs> is it hard to get in con- get in tune with, you know, that, that evil part of you that you need to bring to the stage? It can be sometimes. And 
You do go out of character every now and again. Okay, okay. We're going I to have like... never seen Hannah Scully go out of character. <laughs> <laughs> she has just enveloped this character of antisocial. Um, and the same with Aoife. Um, if you, Aoife does uh, dancing with us as well and uh, she has a number in the show this year and uh, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Okay, terrific. Uh, Holly, will you come in there for a second because yeah, you absolutely. are directing so it's one thing to to write and produce it's another thing then to manage all of those 73 performers in the 73 (laughs) different parts absolutely yeah well Sonia entrusted me in directing this year which I'm very fortunate for I actually know Sonia going back years kind of sharing the stage with her in in adult musical societies uh, Clara Musical Society being one so she approached me this summer uh, with a pantomime that she wrote and she just asked me to have a little read of it see what I thought and get back to her and I had a read of it and I thought it was a very fun kind of there's great comedy in the storyline there's a, there's great music she's great music put in um, every now and then to break up scenes and there's very it's very fun there's lo- lovely different um, plots for all the characters you kind of get to see a bit of everyone's life and yeah I absolutely loved my time like even the difference like we started in September and we're here now in February like a month out which is crazy and the difference with the kids that I've seen in September and now is just it's so rewarding as a teacher because you see so many kids come out with their shells and that helps with Sonia's great writing as well with the characters there's there's room for for everyone to kind of grow and I think that's really really lovely and I've loved my time doing it now Um, and are you looking ahead at the next month thinking, yeah, sure, we'll rock this now in another four weeks. Yeah. We're all under control. Well, we've, uh, we've started Sunday rehearsals last month, so we're very fairly running the show right now. So we're very confident. I think it's just okay. once getting the last few bits of the scripts fully off and really nailing down steps and sing and the songs and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I think we're fairly ready for open. It's very scary to think about because the time is absolutely flowing but now it's exciting you get to do the the costumes and you get to see the set and the lights and everything comes into action so yeah it's been pretty good and we have a set this year and I actually can't wait to see it because it's it's one of these ones that I saw I fell in love with and I said can we get it and I approached the man that puts it all together and I said please 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 we need this set for the land of make believe and uh, he has willingly he's coming down from Dublin to build it for us on the Friday before the show Fantastic uh, Aoife I think I might have you you back online there uh, I want to um, Holly mentioned about the steps and Sonia mentioned about the dancing uh, is dancing one of those things that you've enjoyed particularly with with the group? Um, whenever I was with Sonia for a drama it was always really really fun and as a child I used to do it a lot and in, in terms of this particular show, I mean, it's, it's a big part, isn't it, that you have now? Yeah, considering last year I didn't have that much of a big part. This is a big step up compared to what I used to do. Fantastic, fantastic. So you have a you've a, an evil twin with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's that like? Because you obviously have to work very closely together. Well, it's been a lot better considering that I know Hannah more than most people in the group. But Okay. Yeah. But you make a better dancer. Is she as good a dancer as you are? No, definitely not. (laughs) She's a bit bit more conservative to to antiseptic. Antiseptic's a bit more grudgy, grungy, in your face, kind of says it as it is. Okay, fantastic. And can you tell me about some of the numbers? What are some of the songs that you've got in this? Um, The dance that I'm going to be doing is I Like to Move It, Move It. It's like... From Madagascar. Yeah, from Madagascar. 
Yeah, I think it had a life before Madagascar as yes. well. But uh, yeah, um, so so it's something that's going to be there. It'll be for all the family. I know we'll be talking to you probably again closer to the time. Uh, but it's lovely that you all came in uh, and gave us a flavour of what has been going on and the work that's happening Definitely. in the, the Mocker Hall in Port Leash and now in... Um, in Holy Family. In Holy Family in the, in the school, school on the Sunday. And can I just say, I wanted to give out a shout out to Galmoy National School, 5th and 6th class. They asked me today and I, I promised them I'd say hello to everybody there in Galmoy. Um, but also, can I thank the Mockra Hall and the Holy Family have been like a second home to us. And we're very, very lucky to have kind people in our corner. Absolutely. Well, I know that in four weeks' time, um, they'll be delighted to be able to say when they see you all on stage. Well, we had a hand in that. We helped to make that magic happen. Uh, Thank you all for coming in, Sonia and Holly and Hannah and Aoife. Really appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing more about the show and getting along. Can I just say one more thing? Um, We have a jumble fundraiser on on this Sunday in uh, the Holy Family Senior School and it's from 12 to 3. Um, So there's a bake sale there as well and um, come down and grab a bargain. Well, there you go. Can't can't say any more than that. Uh, thanks, Milton, for talking to us. We are going to have to take a quick break, and when we do, we'll be com- we'll be talking to Aoife Banks at the Lewin Gallery about their new um, exhibition, which is a whole different story altogether. You're listening to Encore on Midlands 103. Encore with Find Local Jobs. Find your perfect work-life balance at findlocaljobs.ie We had a bit of a glitch there with the phone line and weren't able to talk to Aoife Banks. We will chat to her next week on the programme about that exhibition Take Care to Leave a Trace that is happening at the the Lewin Gallery but that was... um, uh, these are the days by the band in Haler. The great Joe Cooney, who was very helpful there, thank you, Joe, is in the building and will be with you after the news at eight o'clock with the best of Irish and American country music. I'll be back next week. We'll be talking about more drama and more theatre. Till then, take care of yourself. Stay well. Good night.